From right here in the beautiful Flathead Valley, I'm Micah Drew, and this is the Flathead Beacon Podcast for Wednesday, November 3rd. Last weekend saw the culmination of yet another fall sports season as the state soccer championships played out in cities across Montana. The Class A and AA boys matches both featured teams from the Flathead Valley. In Class A, the championship was a rematch of last year, with Whitefish and Columbia Falls taking the field up in Whitefish. In an exhilarating back-and-forth game, Whitefish squeaked out a 3-2 win in the final minutes on a goal from senior Gabe Menick and a penalty kick save by Will Petmeyer that prevented the game from reaching overtime. The Bulldogs, which are featured on the cover of this week's Flathead Beacon, cemented their dynasty as the best boys soccer team in state history with four straight titles, and they will graduate a group of 10 seniors that have never lost a soccer match in their careers. In the AA final, the Glacier Wolfpack returned to the championship for the second time in program history to face the two-time reigning champion, Hellgate, down in Missoula. That game played out over 99 minutes, taking two overtime periods before there was finally break in the stellar defense and goalkeeping of both teams to give Hellgate a third straight title and send the Wolfpack home with a second-place trophy and a 1-0 loss. I talked to Glacier head coach Ryan Billiot about the group of seniors that have spent four years working towards this game, how the match played out, and his reflections on the last season. But before we get to that conversation... Just a reminder that this episode of the Flathead Beacon podcast is made possible in part by members of the Flathead Beacon Editors Club. Members do support all of our journalism in all of its forms, in print, online, and here in the podcast studio, and they do so for as little as $5 per month. Members get some extra perks too, so if you want to find out more or join today, visit beaconeditorsclub.com. And now, let's get to my conversation with Ryan, who I talked to on Tuesday afternoon up in Whitefish. Uh, Ryan Billiot, head coach, uh, boys Glacier High School soccer program. Um, Yeah, I mean, uh, just kind of reflecting on things since... uh, the match and obviously just looking back at uh, where this all started um you know uh, this is my eighth uh season here at glacier and um i've just been fortunate to have just some outstanding uh families uh involved in the program i was excited for an opportunity to coach a varsity program i had coached alongside o'brien bird at whitefish as the jv coach for similar about uh, seven or eight seasons and had an opportunity and, um, you know, it worked out really well. Um, we had just, um, had our second uh, child. So it was, uh, finally a little bit more, uh, manageable, uh, in terms of schedule. And I work here in Whitefish, but I, uh, we live in Kalispell. So it was nice to finish up a, a training session and be, literally minutes away. And, and then as the kids got older, um, you know, my wife, of course, dropping kids off at the fields and shuffling. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we had kids potty training on the sideline essentially <laughs> between my kids, uh, and my assistant coaches who, you know, they've, they have kids in the similar, uh, age categories. So that, that, that's just been fun. And, um, you know, and, uh, just, just a great opportunity, great support from an administration that has some, 
really experienced coaches, um, you know, a lot that have been coaching at Glacier in their respective activities from day one. Um, you know, we meet as coaches and directors and I just learned so many different things from them. So uh, those pieces that I pull from those coaches and director meetings at the wee hours of the morning <laughs> over, uh, you know, breakfast sandwich and coffee is uh, um, really valuable. It, it, it's been quite a ride. I uh, took over the program when the program had a winless season um, and we somehow shocked the world and made the state tournament and beat Sentinel. Like it was like, just ended up uh, upsetting billing senior of all teams and go to the semifinal that year. And, and it was just complete direct soccer. I mean, it was all heart will. Um, it was just, uh, just incredible though, to really start to just have this foundation, this energy, this, this, this culture that we were just starting to establish and cultivate, um, just really had some amazing founding fathers from, from those days, kids that, uh, were not soccer players. They were literally as raw athletes <laughs> with a couple soccer players mixed in there. Um, certainly wasn't good soccer by any means, but, um, we found ways to, to have some success, um, you know, kind of just working through that, we really made some good runs in state tournaments, never got a trophy, uh, until we were, um, in, uh, 2017. And that was my first year where I had a freshman class, a very large freshman class. Um, and we had four years of development with them. So they started to see kind of what it, what it was going to take. They really committed to you know, off season training and, and, uh, talk about a brotherhood, man, they were so tight. Um, those kids competed. I mean, it didn't matter what activity was in front of them. There was competition and it was, uh, just, just an amazing, uh, amazing group of young men. And, and, uh, we found ourselves finally with getting that two seed that year. I remember, um, you know, uh, one of the last years of the state tournament actually. And, um, that was the difference, right? Where we actually, um, were able to play, a three seed um, right away and not have to like play, you know, a number one seed. So um, we ended up nicking ourselves into the, uh, the semifinal by beating a, a really good Billings West team and, and, um, and then somehow upset Billings senior that year. And they hadn't lost a game um, that entire season as the one seed. So we ended up uh, kind of shocking the world and, and then, yeah, faced our nemesis in, in, in that <laughs> match as well. And, uh, we had actually beat Hellgate earlier in that season, so we split with them, um, which is tough to do considering the second match they beat us, I think, like 4 or 5-1 at their place on the senior day. Um, so we knew what was at us, um, and uh, it was awesome. I mean, it was the state tournament days, so you're looking at your third game in three consecutive days yeah. and you really had nothing else um, uh, left. And, um, you know, we got a red card about 20, 30 minutes into the match. So we found ourselves a man down. Uh, so that was really interesting. And they had uh, Matt Baldwin, I think was his name. He was like the three time Gatorade player of the year at that time. The kid was like a, a man amongst boys, certainly. And, you know, we, we took them all the way to the overtime and, and uh, it's just, just incredible. But, you know, eventually they, they, they found ways to, um, to take advantage of that number up uh, scenario for sure and ended up beating us. But that was our first trophy, you know, and it, it was just such a cool journey. And, and, um, you know, what was interesting was some freshmen in that group were 
kind of that next group of, of, of kids. And then, um, so some of those players got to see again, oh, that's what it takes and that's what it, what it looks like. And then, so graduated, whatever it was, 12 to 14 seniors. And then we get this group, this huge group of 20, maybe upwards of 30 freshmen that come into the program. So yeah, you're, you've got this like kind of nice symmetry of you got your first freshman class to yeah. seniors, yep. got to the state final, yep. you started a new freshman class and those are the ones that played this weekend. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And literally they came in when we had zero experience. I mean, we had, um, I want to say one or two starters from that oh, wow. roster that came back because we're so heavy with seniors and we had just a, a couple of sophomore and juniors. So there was really not a lot of experience and, uh, you know, and, and, and then we had so many program numbers and, you know, we decided let's keep everybody, you know, and uh, then we started seeing the challenges of keeping 40 to 50 players when you only have limited facilities and resources. But um, so, yeah, that that season was uh, trying for sure, just to try to get ourselves back to championship form just really wasn't viable. Finding leadership, um, which we had so many seniors, so it was tough for that sophomore, junior group to really assume that role. And then you have all this freshman energy and these kids were so technically sound. I mean, I had never seen a class like that come in with so much skill. Usually we're, we have the raw athletes and we're trying to teach good tactic and good technical play, but it was the reverse, right? It was like the technical, these guys are savvy and play small, but now we're like, no, we need you big, strong, physical, like, wait, we need the other side. Um, and, uh, you, you know, certainly some trials there, um, you know, but a lot of those kids trained with the varsity program straight away. Um, so looking back, even though that was not a very good year in terms of record and it was the only year we didn't make state, um, you know, it, looking back, it, it had purpose. Um, you know, we started um, seeing the future, right? Um, and then... Uh, so let's fast forward from there. You yeah. already mentioned... Uh, nemesis of Hellgate last year. So this freshman class, they were juniors. You guys were knocked out of the tournament by Hellgate who went on to win state. And that's of course who you face on Saturday. How talk to me about last year. Yeah. Getting knocked out of the tournament there. And then kind of where you went from there to 365 days later. Yeah. I mean, last year again, uh, took two years or so to kind of get ourselves into back to back semifinals against Hellgate. That, class again started to see what it was going to take you, you, you know saw the quality of of, of hellgate um, certainly uh, the dominant team dominant program from the state we actually had two really good results from them last year two ties actually um, so I think we it was to no surprise to them that defensively we could hold them but could we find a way to finish? You know, and they, they just had some outstanding players last year. And, 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 and honestly, our trip down to Billing Senior again, um, kind of nicking those guys, going to the semifinal. It's, I, I mean, it is freezing. If, you, if anyone remembers last October, I mean, we were literally driving back. We played in a snowstorm. We drove back. It was winter. It was 15 degrees. We had two days essentially to recover and uh, prepare for Hellgate. We had to play them under the lights 
on that turf at, again, kickoff had to have been 15, 20 degrees, just cold. We weren't healthy. We played them strong, but ultimately, I think a few guys came off and said, "Yeah, I think my hamstring was was blown before this match." You know that type of thing. And you know, we we played them pretty tight, as tight as you could ask. But you know, it, it was a it was a one nil match. Um, you know, they got the go ahead goal. We actually had a goal call back. Um, but you know, it was just one of those things where we 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 were there, we were close, but they still had the majority of run of play. As I reflect back. Um, you know, and, 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 and then just looking at, um, you know, right after that season, we lost some outstanding seniors. I mean, we lost four or five starters, some guys that were with that group in 2017. Um, you know, so a, a, again, this was this freshman group that were now going to be seniors and what it was going to take for them. Um, they committed to, pretty rigorous club um, soccer schedule. A lot of those guys played in uh, the Flathead Valley United groups. Both of those spring programs actually went on to regionals. Um, So they got to really see that next level of play on a regional level. And and it was shocking for a lot of them to say like, wow, I had zero time on the ball when I played against teams from, you know, Colorado, Nevada, California, Utah, uh, so on and so forth. So, um, it was kind of nice that they kind of saw that and they got themselves in that environment. And then we started picking it up from there, obviously, with uh, a lot of our off-season preparation. Um, we incorporated uh, some speed, strength and agility training. Uh, we had quite a bit going on this summer um, with morning sessions. We did some scrimmages. We actually went over to Sandpoint as a team and and uh, scrimmage Sandpoint High School. We actually went down to Bozeman and scrimmage Gallatin and Bozeman this summer, which was super fun. And uh, ironic that we played both of those teams in this journey. So, you know, it all, it all in the end, it, it, it came full circle. Right. And, um, you know, the guys were ready. We had some great leadership, obviously, um, with our captains and, and that culture piece had been developed on a player centric level. You know, we, we are just simply facilitators as coaches. We try to make the training environment, to where they have to make decisions and and become smart on the ball. And then just, um, you know, all of those things that we've learned over the years to put them into the work, uh, put them into work in the training environment and now games, you know, and what that looked like and, and early on and just continuing to, to, to make adjustments, moving players around. I mean, we moved players around all the way up until, you know, maybe a, a week before the playoff run um, where we started finding success with certain players in certain roles. And, and we had a lot of depth this year. So, um, you know, all of that culminated into uh, putting us in a really good position, finished strong with the number two seed. We would have loved that number one seed, but uh, you know, that one's been elusive <laughs> to us. You know, it, it, but it, it allowed two home games or I should say the, the one home game against Big Sky. And, you know, of course we came out a little slow on the gates there and everyone's like, guy, it's got to be better, you know, than one nil against Big Sky. But I give Big Sky a ton of credit because like they had a game plan and they, they made it difficult for us and we got a goal. And really that's all that we needed for the results. So it was, one of those, like we looked at each other afterwards, like, yeah, if we want to do this thing, we're just going to have to be a little better than this. And, uh, but we needed training on legend because we were hosting Gallatin that Saturday and 
heck, we were on the field the next Wednesday night at 8 p.m. and we had our best training session of the year under the lights. And I don't know if that was part of the energy, but I think a lot of the guys were like, no, let's let's just, you know, it's Gallatin in front of us. And they were excited because when we scrimmaged Gallatin this summer, they actually beat us 2-1. And right. they were a younger program. And we were kind of like, oh, man, we can, come on. So it was kind of kind of good for us to have seen them and kind of know a little bit of what to expect, but not really know anything mm-hmm. about them uh, in a weird, peculiar way. Uh, but no, the preparation was just um, excellent all week long. And uh, we really uh, put a nice game together against Gallatin in front of the home crowd and having Sam come back in after, you know, uh, what he faced the adversity there in his cross country meet and then finding himself on this, I'm Sam, are you okay? Oh yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm ready to play. I'm like, okay. I don't know. Um, kind of reading him in between the lines here and, uh, just, just admirable, you know, for him to step in and it gave us a new confidence. We we're we're a different team when he's in the in, in the lineup and he combines so well with uh with the guys in the middle and on all lines and really broke good lines that match and finished some good goals. Um, of course made it exciting because you know we we were trying to find that third goal again and uh you know that's that's not our fashion. You know, they uh, ended up getting one on us with a minute to go or whatever and makes makes it exciting for the crowd and for us it again all of those experience have purpose because it uh, forces you to you know lock it down and, and close on a match and stamped our ticket and we knew we had that bozeman uh game next yeah. in front of us so <laughs> well from what i've read heard seen and, and talked to a couple players about the game you guys went basically 99 straight minutes on saturday mm. which is unrealistically long to yeah. be uh, playing full force. Yeah. Were you guys ready and expecting to go start to finish against them? Yeah. Again, after finding success against Bozeman and beating arguably what we thought was maybe the best team in the state down at their place in that environment was outstanding. And we were just ready to build from that. This was the first year that we had time. Like I felt like we got back and we recovered um, enough to where we had energy going into the match on Saturday. And I think that was um, playing into our advantage. We also did some other things, some team building stuff and, you know, the, the mullet thing here <laughs> with my hair, which was, which was super fun. And these guys were, were all about doing things kind of away from the game to, to help make us stronger but yeah, certainly we were prepared. Um, you know, we were prepared for penalties. I mean, we had put that to preparation uh, the week leading up. We knew it was going to be one of those matches. Um, and it was just probably one of the most beautiful atmospheres I've ever seen uh, in a soccer match. I mean, there had to have been well over a thousand people there. Um, I mean, it was packed. And it was just amazing to see our fans actually went down to Missoula to yeah. support us because they had time. It wasn't like in 17 where it's like, no one expected us. And then you can't call enough people to try to get down <laughs> within 12 hours to watch the next game. Um, so we had days to prepare and, and uh, people were you know down there. The youth came down. I saw just a bunch of young soccer players. And that's really what that game showcased was some of the best talent yeah. you know, in the state of Montana. And that group this group of seniors in particular and, you know, the other classes as well, but both teams had, I would say 12 to 14 seniors on each roster and they've been playing against each other 
not only high school here for the last couple of years, but club for years. So the families know one another and it's just such a mutual respect. And, you know, so we, we, we knew it was probably the most evenly matched game I've ever seen as a coach. They have so many strengths and, and, and so do we defensively. We showed how organized uh, we are, you know, on all lines, keeping them scoreless for not only that match up until the last minute of double overtime, but even the previous 80 minutes, they didn't score against us. So you can look back at, you know, how long we held Hellgate scoreless and how many goals they typically score against teams was honorable from our back line to our midfield, to our goalkeeper, to the guys that came in, um, you know, from the bench and provided uh, in energy. But the difference this season compared to last year was, I felt like we had the run of play for large stretches of that match, uh, generated more, more goal scoring opportunities, give them credit. Obviously their goalkeeper made some outstanding saves down that, down the line to uh, keep it level. And uh, really in the end, it came down to a moment where, um, you know, a ball bounces out to a very talented um, player and, and he was tightly defended and he somehow got a shot off on the corner of the 18 that went off our defender's leg and created this like crazy whipped in ball effect that literally it, it looked like it just <laughs> the trajectory changed um, and catapulted almost, if you will. And it really just came off that turf quick and just somehow landed in that far post. And yeah, I mean, it literally ripped my heart out of my chest and I'm sure it did for, for everybody involved in whether you were a player, coach, spectator, parent, whatever. I mean, it was just, it was just one of those moments where you're like, how, you know, and it's just the game, you know, it's, it, it, it can be, it can be so cruel sometimes. It's the beautiful struggle. And uh, we, we love the game because it just tests you, on so many different levels. I mean, the, the game itself, the sport, the season, this journey, I mean, teaches these kids so much about things that they're going to be facing and responding to in, in, in life. And it was just uh, one of those moments where it's like, well, here's another thing. How do we respond here? And how do we understand that, you know, that's how things were supposed to be today for them. And, and um, congratulate them on a great season and just a great legacy of games between the two programs and especially that senior class that was just putting so much effort and energy into that particular season and that result and trying to be number one in the state and just realizing that, hey, look at how far we've come. Your, your freshman year where you won three games to this senior year, where you're 14, two and two, your only losses are to Hellgate. You know, it's just, you gave up nine goals all year long. You went, Gallatin was a team that was up and coming in the East, came here. We ended up taking care of the business there. Going down to Bozeman and beat a team like that with a kid who scored 37 goals. <laughs> like it was just an unbelievable journey. And yeah, I mean, the, the adversity that these guys overcame this season was 
unmeasurable, unsurpassed. Uh, every season's different. Every season has these certain challenges, but uh, this was just um, beyond beyond anything I've I've ever experienced. And I wouldn't have wanted to experience it with anybody else. These, these young men are outstanding individuals. They're just amazing human beings, amazing soccer players. Uh, they're going to just be a great addition to any community that they end up um, settling and planting their feet. Hopefully, you know, they give back to the game in some capacity, whether they're playing collegiately or not, whether they coach, whether they just inspire somebody else, whether they play co-ed down here, you know, in the summer so I can get some revenge on them, you know, um, it, it's just, it, it, it's just such an amazing group, just such an amazing season. I am just so honored, humbled and grateful for the opportunity to, to coach, you know, alongside my staff and these young men, they make me better as a coach, as a person. Um, and I just, it, it was life changing and um, just couldn't have asked for anything better. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to, to share all that and kind of debrief the whole season. <laughs> I needed it. Thank you very much. <laughs> for a recap on how the Class AA Championship game played out, pick up this week's issue of the Flathead Beacon, where a story from our partners at the Missoulian is run off the back cover. And again, featured on the front, is the Class A Championship soccer game between Whitefish and Columbia Falls, which is also worth a read. Now, here are the biggest stories from the last seven days, as of 10pm, Tuesday, November 2nd. The Montana Department of Public Health and Human Services released a new report pegging COVID-19 as the third leading cause of death in 2020, behind heart disease and cancer, a ranking that health officials expect to recur in 2021. The report reviewed the data of COVID-19 deaths from January 1, 2020 through September 30, 2021, as well as from death certificates reported to DPHHS as of mid-October. During that time period, there were 2,100 COVID-19 deaths identified among Montana residents. Provisional data does show that September 2021 approached previous monthly highs. The number of COVID-19 deaths in Montana continues to remain high, with 258 new deaths last month. Montana's redistricting commission delayed a decision on a map dividing the state into congressional districts after an all-day meeting on Saturday. The commission has failed to reach a consensus on map proposals they were considering and instead kicked the decision until until they can receive more public comments next week as they get close to a November 14th deadline. The two Democrats on the commission pushed to approve a map they proposed dividing the state into an eastern and western district that places Kalispell, a Republican stronghold in the northwest corner of the state, into the eastern district. That map would give Democrats a fighting shot at winning the western district despite the state's increasingly red political hue. However, the map faced opposition from Republican members of the commission who are against placing the mountain community of Kalispell in an eastern district dominated by prairie land and agricultural communities. The map now favored by Republican commissioners keeps Bozeman and Missoula in the Western District, but places Helena, the blue-tinted state capital, in an Eastern District, a move Democrats say they oppose. Flathead Valley residents will be able to share their thoughts, concerns, and ideas on regional tourism at a tourism town hall on November 4th at Cedar Creek Lodge in Columbia Falls. The event, which begins at 9 in the morning, will be the first of many hosted by Glacier Country Tourism. The agency's initiative, Destination Stewardship Strategy, will offer residents in the eight-county area of the western Montana tourism region 
the opportunity to learn more about a proposed 10-year plan. The collaborative partnership between the tourism arm and key community sectors is part of an ongoing shift away from destination marketing and instead aims to manage aging infrastructure, overcrowding, and impacts to local lifestyle. That's all we've got for this week. If you haven't yet, be sure to pick up the latest edition of the Flyhead Beacon, which is out on stands around northwest Montana today. This episode of the Flathead Beacon podcast was hosted, edited, mixed, and produced by me, Micah Drew. And once again, a huge thank you to Ryan Billiot for taking the time to chat about the state soccer match, and a huge congratulations to the Whitefish Bulldogs for their fourth consecutive title, to Columbia Falls for playing a wonderful game in the state final, and of course to the Glacier Wolf Pack for coming so close to the program's first title. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week.